In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about spirit-filled, so sit back and stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. My name is Travis, your host. With me today is Pastor Daniel. Hello. Back in the saddle. And today, as I mentioned at the beginning of this video, we're talking about being spirit-filled, um, which, uh, you know, coincidentally or not so coincidentally, we're filming this right after Thanksgiving, so I'm sure we're all filled still with... full. Yeah, <laughs> still full. Lots of uh, Thanksgiving goodies, hopefully. So yes. uh, I'm excited to dive into today's conversation, and uh, I think it's going to be um, interesting to say the least, because yeah. I think when we hear that term spirit-filled, our minds automatically jump to a certain... Um, you know, yes. connotation of what that means, or maybe an image in our head of of what that looks like. And I think we often jump to the gifts of the spirit, mm-hmm. which you know is not is not incorrect. No, it's not no. it's not wrong, and, and it's certainly not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I loved about your message is that you broke it down into first mm-hmm. of all, I'd say some some basics, but also you expounded on all of the different aspects of what that really means and and what the effects of that. Uh, of being filled with the spirit really mm. are. And and I loved your opening um, illustration of that story of <laughs> that. Su- was it a Sunday school or a camp? It was is at it, a Sunday school. A yeah. Sunday school. Sunday yeah. School. Of everybody commenting on how hard it was to live the mm-hmm. Christian life. And, yeah. and, you know, using that as a springboard mm. to illustrate the, the, Again, in another aspect, the, the power source mm. that we can walk in of, of the Holy Spirit, of being filled, but it takes being filled. So, yeah. um, you know, something that you said, there was a quote that you gave, um, and I'll probably have to paraphrase it, is uh, that if the Holy Spirit, if God were to remove the Holy Spirit today, most churches would carry on mm. as if nothing was any different. And you know, you even mentioned that that might be a little bit of a <laughs> extreme. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit of a, a exaggeration. But the point is, I guess maybe it's a challenge to say: Are we exactly. living and walking in the Holy Spirit? Are we being filled with the Spirit, or mm-hmm. are we walking in our own power, our own wisdom, our own ideas? Yeah, and I switched it from the church to look at our own lives. You yeah. know, because I, I don't think it's good to throw mud on the bride of Christ. You yep, know, but 100%. and that's why I changed it in, yeah. the, in the sermon. I was yes. like, no, but we are responsible mm-hmm. to be filled. And it's a great way to say yeah. and evaluate your own life. Would people know the difference? What am I relying yeah. on? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's pretty telling. Yeah. So. so I guess my my question is, um, and, and maybe this is a bit of a doozy, but, uh, you know, of all the aspects of being filled with the Holy Spirit, all yes. of the effects, if you will, of not just, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, not to minimize those, um, but also just that, that power to live a godly mm-hmm. life, to fulfill the, the mm. unique calling that God has given every Christian, um, as well as a re- the relational connection to the Father. You know, Jesus said, mm. when the spirit of truth comes, he will He will reveal truth to you. He won't speak mm. of his own accord. He will reveal and speak to you what he hears yes. from the Father. So there's that relational connection um, aspect of, of being filled with the spirit. So mm. if there are all of these things, and the Holy Spirit is a person, which is something that you mentioned, yes, um, why do you think we would either at worst neglect the Holy Spirit being filled with the Spirit or um, at best just be oh uh, uh, unintentionally uh, void 
of the spirit. Or maybe I'll mm. put it that way. Um, why do you think that is? It's a really good question. <laughs> um, my initial thought is that we're just bent away from God, you know, yeah. at the very beginning in the garden of Eden, um, we would rather be like God than be filled with God almost, sure. you know, yeah. uh, that we just want to do our own thing. We want to do it by our own power. I mean, first Corinthians talks about just the foolishness, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. It's, yeah. For the word of the cross is foolishness to yeah. those who are perishing, but it's to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's one of those things, we, we just want to do it on our own, and we're just, uh, I, I guess it's that desire, that flesh that just wants to be like God mm-hmm. rather than live the way that he's created us to be and to live. Right. You know, we're always a submitted to something you know we always serve something worship yep. something yep. It, it's that idea and we try to make it on us but it just doesn't work you know yeah um but yeah i, I would say there's just something it's the flesh inside of us that wants to do it on our own all mm-hmm. the time you know it's interesting too that he you know he says he created man in his own image right well God was the creator God, and I think that so often we try to recreate ourselves in our own image. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what happens yeah, whenever yeah. we just do it without his work, without the creator kind of powering us. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah. A, well, I think that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I figured, <laughs> It's a really good question. Maybe this is a little bit of a doozy. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could probably spend three hours talking on this right here. <laughs> yeah, that's another sermon for another Yeah, day. exactly. <laughs> um, well, and, and even in your message, you mentioned um, the first sin being the mm. silence of Adam. So, yes. So going back to that, sure. um, that point— of mm. of the Garden of Eden is knowing that we can be like God. I guess maybe what I'm trying to get at is, again, looking at it as best case scenario. Sure. We just don't even realize that nature, how, mm. how ingrained within us that nature to be yes. our own God is. And so yeah. I, I do think that there are moments in everybody's life when we are willfully rebellious, right? Willfully sure. wanting to do it on our own. Um, but I think that for for maybe a lot of Christians who are just genuinely trying to do their best, mm. they don't realize how ingrained it is within us to do it on our own. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, because you mentioned back to your Sunday school story, everyone was trying to do good mm, on their own. Yeah. They're trying to be righteous on their own efforts. And just to your point, which is a fantastic, straight, hard-hitting point, is it's not challenging. It's impossible. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. You can't do it. And sure. so, you know, the, uh, Pastor Dennis and Pastor James have mm. often, when they tell the story of the Israelites coming out of Egypt, you know, God had brought slaves mm. out of Egypt, but it took a generation to take the slavery mm-hmm. out of the Israelites. Right there was that there was that slave mentality. There was that slave nature yes. that had to come out of them, <laughs> and and I think often for us we don't even realize mm. that same slave nature has to come out of us. That slavery to sin, to doing it on our own, you know, to try to fulfill the law. Like we don't yeah. even realize that we're doing it, <laughs> um, and and so uh, yeah, we just don't tap into that, that yeah that resource. I agree. You know, it, it's interesting as just thinking about this now, um, uh, 
You know, like you have a vehicle, right? Yeah. Okay, I have yeah. a vehicle too. It yeah. runs on gasoline. I've had one that's a diesel as well. Um, I remember growing up, my dad, love you, dad. Um, he, we never had a, a working gas gauge in our international <laughs> scout, not to bring up my scout again. Okay. <laughs> but we were always running out of gas. Yeah. And what's interesting is it was, that's, that's a scout. It was meant to go places. Your vehicle was meant to go places, but, mm. um, that's kind of like us. Whenever it's not filled with gasoline, you can't do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, you can push a scout. You're just you're not really going to be driving. That's a good point. And you you have lack of control if you're not at the <laughs> steering wheel. You know, and and that's the same thing. Yeah. It's uh, you know, you you can turn an engine if you've got it separated and out. You can actually rotate it with a big crowbar, mm. but um, that's not. Well, it's a lot easier whenever yeah. you've got gasoline powering it, you know, and yeah. it's the same way. It's like, why would you push it when you, when it was made to run yeah. <laughs> on gasoline? Yeah. Well, the same way. It's like, why, why are we trying to push something when we weren't, that's, that was never God's intent. Mm. It's like, we're trying to push, yeah. um, with our own effort, the Christian life. And it's just, mm. it's not possible. I mean, you can budget maybe, but it, it's really impossible. I mean, that's what Galatians talks about it. it. I mean, if you're filled with the spirit, you will not gratify mm. the the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it seems like the opposite would be the also true when you're not filled. Well, you're trying to do it by the flesh, the flesh and, um, Man, yeah, that's, that's the best I can. <laughs> that is a, I mean, that's a fantastic analogy because, uh, you know, when you're not putting gas in your car and you're having to push it, I mean, you're going to get tired. You're going to get worn out. Exactly. You're going to be, you know, really tempted to give up and just say, like, I'm, true. I'm done true. with this. Yeah. This, is, this is hard. It's not fun. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and there's also, uh, going back to the point that you hmm. made of when, when the scripture says be filled, it's mm-hmm. a be continuously filled. Yes, yes. And so even when your car runs out of gas, you've got to put more gas more, in it. Yeah, that's so true. Up, you know, and uh, and I think you've talked about this. It's like you mm. can't just put water in your gas tank, right? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know, sand or, you know, what any substance. You, yeah, just, you can't yeah. just put anything in your gas tank or it's going to really mess things up. Sure, sure. Um, and, and, you know, one of your points on Sunday was, you know, the Pharisees were filled with rage or jealousy sure. or we mm-hmm. can be filled with anxiety or you know worry or you know sin yeah um the flesh right but it's when we're filled with the spirit that's when the power to to go really comes in yeah and what's interesting in in reading that again it in some NASB translation says dissipation. Yeah. Some it says debauchery, <laughs> which who uses that word either. But essentially what it is is it's without restraint. Mm. And so you know, because this is a, a control thing, like what is controlling your life? Yeah. And, and what's interesting is when we're not filled with the spirit, we, is, there's actually a loss of control. Hmm. You know, there, there's a there's a lack of it. And it's interesting that, you know, whenever God created Adam and Eve and going back to them again, they were physically alive and spiritually alive. And then as a result of sin, we became spiritually dead. Hmm. Well, now as a result of Jesus, we can become spiritually alive again. And it's one of those things that now that he put, I mean, that's the thing about Ephesians that I love. There's a book by Eugene Peterson called, I think, Resurrected Living. Mm. It's something like that. Um, But now that we're spiritually alive, that's what the whole book's about. How do you live the resurrected life? And well, the reality is you got to be filled with spirit. I mean, the spirit is all through 
the book of Ephesians. Well, what he's saying is, guess what? You're a new man. Hmm. Jesus was the new Adam, so you're the second yeah. man. Um, so go be human. Yeah. Go yeah. be more of a human of what I've always intended. So there's yeah. actually a great deal of freedom in receiving the Spirit. It's not like um, when we're filled with the Spirit, there's actually more freedom than without it. You know, there's yeah. actually more control. It's kind of like the idea if you can't steer a boat if it's not moving, right? Right. So, so my, our family had a, a sunfish boat. It's like 12 feet long. We spent more time riding it upside down than right side <laughs> up. It's, it's, a, it's a fun little boat to drive. But yeah. it, it, you don't take a sailboat out whenever mm. you can't feel, fill the sails mm. with air. If, yeah. there's, if, if there's wind and it's filling the sails, I can, I can navigate that thing wherever I want to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not that we get to go wherever we want to go, but sure. the idea is you got to be filled, and there's some great freedom. Yeah. Now, the wind is blowing one way. The, right, it, it's right. blowing one way, but you can it. actually go against the wind. There's ways to do yeah. it, um, but you got to have that wind. you got to mm. have that filling of the wind and the sails, and it's it's kind of like us. There's, there's movement mm. when we're being filled, and there's yeah. a lack of control. You can't steer... A sailboat without yeah. wind, yeah. and uh, that's the same kind of with us. You, we, we can't steer, we can't direct, we can't uh, navigate. Um, really, can't you just sit there in the middle yeah. <laughs> of the lake? You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I yeah, I call that the the, the paradox of submission. Right. Yes. Like you know, yeah. it sounds like oh man, if I submit my life to Christ, then all of a sudden you know I lose all my freedom and I've got to do whatever He says. Blah, 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 you know, but there's really, more freedom. There's more freedom. And, yeah, and I think the the thing that people don't realize and don't think about is that not only am I free to do this, I'm also free to not do some things. Mm, yes. You know, when the Bible says we're slaves to sin, like mm-hmm. we don't have a choice. That's like so I'm true. not free to uh, not sin. Mm, but yes. when we're filled with the spirit, when we're submitted to Christ, um, we're following the spirit's leading. Sure. Uh, we are free to say no to mm-hmm. those things that one once held us in bondage, yes. you know, um, addictions or rebellions or, you know, fill in the blank. There's, we can talk about specifics Absolutely. all day long, but yeah, we're, we're free to do things. We're also free to not do certain things. Sure. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful aspect of being filled with the spirit that people don't, mm-hmm. don't really think about. And, and that submission and, and the great deception is that, yeah, you can be more free when you're not submitted to Christ. Yes. That's the big lie. Yes. So, you, you know, you talked about being filled, being continuously filled, and you gave sure. this great exercise um, uh, for the people who were who were there on Sunday mm-hmm. of taking in that breath yes. and then exhaling, you know, and that just, you're not just filled with air once, you're constantly breathing yes. in and out. So, again, maybe a little bit of a, of a doozy of a question, but when you talk about being filled, and the hmm. struggle of, of living the Christian life in our own strength and our own effort is is being filled with the Spirit. Do you, do you kind of at one point in your life hmm. arrive to this level of well, I'm just I'm just <laughs> filled with the Spirit automatically at just like I subconsciously breathe, or do I still have to make a conscious decision hmm. to be filled? Right, going That's back good. to the car analogy, I've got to make a conscious decision to pull into the gas yes, station, yes, you know, and hopefully not wait till you've run out. <laughs> but, you run you know, out. Like, now I need to get, to get filled. <laughs> exactly, so true. Yeah, or is it, or is it maybe kind of a combination of both? Where hmm. you know, I'm I put myself in the position of of being filled so regularly in my life yeah. that it becomes an automatic hmm. thing. I I, I I make the conscious decision, but 
Hmm. I'm regular. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Um, is it maybe both and? So I would say, I, I would say a, a few things. Mm-hmm. One is, you, you know, here's another way to break down that analogy yeah. even more. If if you have a, an infant baby who's just born, just now breathing, okay, yeah. well, guess what? They're their lungs are full of air. They're breathing. They're alive. They're healthy considering mm-hmm. their size. And then you've got a, a six-foot man, mm. fully grown man. He's got lungs. He's alive. He's healthy too. Well, they both have airs. Well, what's the difference? One has more. Yeah. <laughs> One has more. They're both healthy. They're yeah. both alive. They're both breathing. Mm. They're able to. But I think that that's something. There's something beautiful whenever Jesus says, how much more will I give the Holy Spirit? Mm. Like once you're filled with the Spirit, guess what? He can give you more. Like we can mature yeah. as Christians. So if you think of that gas tank, well, you get a bigger gas tank. You know, yeah. you, you're filled with more. And uh, just that idea that, you know, we can mature and we can be controlled more and more and more mm. by the Holy Spirit. Like he, he's making us more and more. Mm. Like, here's That's the good. thing. The That's spirit good. is making us more into the image of Jesus Christ. Like that is yeah. its role. We're yeah. being transformed yeah. by the renewing of our minds. So the more our mind is transformed, the more we're controlled mm. by the Holy Spirit. And uh, it just grows. And I think that that's great that you don't get filled. It's like, well, I can die now, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. No, that's not the point. He wants yeah. you to live and be a light and more and more filling. Um, and so there's always more to get. You know, right. he's he pours himself mm. out and he's eager to do that. So I think that's a beautiful picture that he's always wanting to continually mm. give us more and more of himself. And he yeah. wants more yeah. and more of our control. Um or his, he wants to us to surrender to that. Um, you know, I think it's just also, it, I guess, as we think of, well, how can I, I'm going to switch the question a little, how do we continually be filled? Like, mm. what are some practical ways? Well, I would say, um, you, you know, let me go back a, a little bit. I, I used to be worship pastor, um, and I have played guitar a long time. Mm. I can lead worship. And and the reality is I can honestly probably create a really good set list. Okay. Um, without actually having to pray about it and and no one would know, but me, (laughs) like that's the thing. Kind of back to that, that question. No one would know, but me, Mm. I Mm -hmm. I could probably use enough effort for my experience and no one would know. Um, that's not, how God wants to work. Right. <laughs> he wants to be part of it. So part of me is humbling myself. And so I've made mm. it a point. It's like, I, I know that I, if I get up there and seeing that there's something else, whenever the Holy spirit is filling mm. me or somebody else that he can add to what we're producing and, yeah. and what we're doing. And that's what we should be on, you know, on fire for. So it's right. one of those disciplines of saying, you know, before I prepare these songs mm. or sermon or whatever, right. I'm going to say, Lord, I need you today. Mm, yeah, I need you. The people I'm going to be around, they need you. Would you show me the songs that I need to pick? Well, same thing with the sermon. You know, I did that right. before this. It's like, Lord, I, I could just speak a lot of words, but I need your spirit to do more. I need you to fill me. Um, and then for the for anybody, it's like, Lord, I'm waking up today. Mm. I could wake up and live my day, and yeah. that would be great. But what would that look like to discipline ourselves and say, Lord, would you fill me today? Mm. Because I want more out of my day than just me waking up yeah. and inviting God and say, Lord, I want you to fill me today. And so it's a discipline. It's, it's kind of like a I've used this illustration of just hearing from God. and But if you play ba- – I'm not good at basketball. Emily, my Same. wife, is a basketball fan. She's 5'2", nice. probably whooped me up. It's crazy. <laughs> She's good. But yeah. 
if you play basketball, the little I know, if you just stand in the middle of the court, no one's going to give you the ball <laughs> because yeah, you're yeah. not making room. To, you're not ready to receive. Yeah, and so good. when you that's wake really up good. and don't even ask God, you're not ready to receive. Are you just like, well, I guess I'm just going to wait here or I'm just going to do my day. Yep. Well, you haven't asked them. You haven't right. made yourself available. Mm, you haven't invited it. So I think that the one of the ways we continually be filled, because it's not us filling ourselves, it's him filling us. Right. So we have to be ready to receive That's that. Great. We've got to make ourselves available. So what does that look like? Well, on the basketball field, you go to where no one's at. Yep. Well, the same thing with us. Okay, you, maybe you wake up early before children are up, you know? Yeah. Maybe you stay up later for, so, for me yeah. whenever children are asleep. Exactly. Maybe you make a place for lunch and you just say, I, I need mm. a I need room for God to speak to me. Right. Get in his word. Let him fill you. Um, yeah. So that's what I would kind of yeah. answer to that. But it, yeah. I think it's important to be filled and continually be filled. That's what yeah. scripture says. I, I, I even love that point. It's a sin to not be filled. Yeah. It, yeah. Like we're supposed to operate that way. Right. So, And I think looking at it, at, you know, recognizing through experience, I need to be filled because my tank is getting low, <laughs> not... I'm broken down on the side of the road. <laughs> yes. It's a lot <laughs> easier to get gas exactly when you can drive yeah. to the gas station, right? But that's a great that's a great analogy, you know. And, and uh, I think you played soccer growing up. I played soccer sure. growing up, and it was kind of a similar concept, mm. right? Where we were constantly moving. Yes. So if someone had the ball, you know, I was moving to a place mm-hmm. to where if he needed to pass it, I was in a place where yes. it wasn't going to get blocked, you know, sure, or something like. Sure. And so that's a great analogy of just saying figure out what that looks like in your mm-hmm. life. And, and, you know, I need to be filled for my family or sure. my job or my, uh, you know, whatever, uh, yeah, absolutely. calling ministry, fill in the blank. It, it's just saying, yeah, I need to structure my hmm. day in such a way that I can be filled with the spirit yes. because it's not only, it's not that the Christian life is hard without the Holy spirit. It's impossible. It, it is. And it just is, uh, yeah. you know? And so, uh, just in wrapping up, I know we're getting a little bit long here, but if there's someone who's watching this or listening to this and they're struggling, they're saying, I feel like the guy trying to push a semi truck, mm-hmm. you know, instead of putting gas in the gas tank. Um, I feel like I'm trying to be a good mom, wife, mm-hmm. husband, dad, employee, business owner, what fill in the blank. I'm trying to be a good Christian, but I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm, I'm spinning my wheels. Yeah. I'm giving so much effort and I'm not seeing a whole lot of fruit. How would you encourage that person on a day-to-day basis to be in that place of being filled? Yeah. Um, what I would say is, you know, yesterday I mentioned this, the sermon, if, if you're not seeing the fruit of the Spirit, if you're struggling, if you're pushing that semi-truck, as you said, yeah. um, it, it's not a filling, uh, or it's, it's not a performance problem, it's a it's a filling problem and it's a faith problem ultimately. And so I, I would say the way it comes from is not us trying harder. It's not pushing harder. It's not trying to put the fruits of the spirit in, you know, I need to love more. I need Mm -hmm. to hope more. I need Mm -hmm. to be more peaceful. I, it's not forcing those things into our life. It's from the overflow that that happens. So it's something, uh, again, I said this yesterday, it's not something you put in you. It's something that comes out of you. And so the thing is we need the Holy spirit. Like that's, the need it's not these it's not the outcomes of the holy spirit we need god to dwell Mm -hmm. and to live inside of us and so the way that jesus clearly declares he says come and ask you know he says i'll give you a drink and out of you will flow livers livers (laughs) rivers of living water water. okay very different okay very different (laughs) picture but yeah i mean and i think that's 
it's just so beautiful too. Yeah. It, you know, this is something I didn't have time for, but um, and I may not have time for today, but um, in the Garden of Eden, it has these rivers that go out of the Garden mm. of Eden, this place of nourishment, and it's blessing the whole world. Yeah. And so it's that's God's whole intent mm. is he wants to bless to be a blessing. He does that to Abraham. Well, the same thing in us. Whenever Jesus says, come to me and drink if you're thirsty. Well, that's, first of all, if you're thirsty, which it sounds like you might be thirsty if you're doing all the work on your own, yeah. that's the Holy Spirit saying, come to me. Yeah. Like that's the only requirement is to be thirsty and know you need them. Right. Know you it will stop doing what you think you need to do and actually go to him and he will give you drink. And then out of what does it say? It's just like Garden of Eden. Out of you will flow ri- rivers of living water. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we get to be blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. And that out of that is going to come the fruits of the spirit and what right. God wants to accomplish. So it's just going to him and asking. Yeah. And asking is just simply by faith, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, it, he said he will give you more. And I think that's just so beautiful and simple that he desires to pour out his mm-hmm. spirit into the lives of his children. That's like good. he wants to do it and you have to go by faith. It's a choice. It's not a feeling. Yeah. It's like, Lord, that's why it's so important and critical to, um, we were talking earlier yeah. that, Colossians uh, three sixteen it talks about let the word of Christ dwell in you you know mm. and it produces songs singing mm. hymns thankfulness yeah. it's the same thing that yeah. it says in Ephesians because there's a link between the Spirit of God and the Word of God I mean even yeah. at the beginning the yeah. Spirit of God was hovering over the waters I mean and, and what did God do during that time He spoke, spoke. right and yep. so when we're putting yep. the Word of God in us and we're choosing to live mm. it and to mm-hmm. believe it I, it's really a don't do it on your own. Like get in the word of God and it gives the Holy Spirit access to the word yeah. of God. And I was telling you this, that the Christian life is lived when the word of God is empowered by the spirit of God, yeah. you know? And so when we fill ourselves with the word of God, the spirit of God uses that, yeah. you know? So that yeah. would be a tangible thing, like be in the word, yep. but ask him because he right. wants to do it. And by faith, we can say, man, this is something you want to do. So we have confidence in asking that. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a choice. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, uh, I know we're out of time and we could, like you said at the beginning, it's like I'm a sorry. three hour conversation, <laughs> but um, thank you for taking time out of your day Absolutely. to dive into your message. It's a great message. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Monday Moments. If you haven't had a chance to watch Pastor Daniel's message, you can do so right here on our YouTube channel or on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week.